Welcome to the Specify Growth Podcast. I'm your host, Tas Nakagawa of Castagra Products. Each week, I talk to leaders and experts about how to overcome adversity, grow massive organizations, and how to create meaningful change in the building materials and construction industry. Today's guest is Tony Rader. He's the COO at National Roofing Partners. So Tony, thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. You bet. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. So you've been a part of uh, the uh, construction industry for a while. Was that always the plan? I've been in the construction industry for probably close to 35, 40 years now. You could tell from my uh, gray hairs that I have, you know, they get there. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's been a it's been a great time. You know, it's it's provided a, a career path for myself, but also, you know, a good living for my uh, family and my kids to grow up around. Yeah. And the early part of that, it looks like you were an owner of a firm. I was. I've had several firms over the years. You know, I've had uh, everything from an excavation firm, part owner of a concrete company, part owner of a general contracting company, and now part of National Roofing Partners, one of the uh, shareholders here. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, through all that, I mean, what are some of the lessons that stand out? You know, the the big is uh, treat people the way you want to be treated. Always be honest about your shortcomings or, you know, things that don't go exactly right in the construction industry, clients and partners, you know, subcontractors and so forth. And what you find by having that transparency with those partners and with those subcontractors, you know, you find that people understand because it's construction, right? Things happen. And it's not that things won't happen. It's how you respond to those. That's the big thing. You know, if you respond in a positive manner, uh, you know, I tell people, you know, it seems like every week there's something that comes up and there'll be some individuals that maybe aren't don't have as much tenure in the industry as I have. And I tend to uh, just let's get all the facts first and then let's figure out the resolution and then let's make sure everybody knows about it and what we're going to do to resolve the situation instead of getting all spun up and not having all the facts. Right. And getting everybody all worked up and then finding out later that it may not be our problem. You know, yeah. it could be somebody else's problem that, but we're going to help you resolve it. And uh, we had one of those this week where a client on the roof uh, called and said, oh, my roof's leaking into like a sieve, blah, blah, blah. And uh, they were all spun up, which got our team spun up in a pack in the back. So we dispatched somebody out there immediately and they were on site in a couple of hours and looked at the uh, roof and come to find out it wasn't us. It was an HVAC contractor. But you know what? We sit there and we came up with a plan with them and said, here's what you need to do to fix it. So it doesn't happen again. And gave them all the pictures and documentation. And they went, yeah, you're right. It's not your problem. But the client responded back and said, thanks. The way you responded professionally, the way you responded in a timely manner really meant a lot. You know, even though we, we were all upset on this side, we found out that it wasn't you, it was someone else, but you responded professionally. Yeah. For someone that doesn't understand what National Roofing uh, Partners is about, what do you tell them like uh, about what you do? Well, we are your partner for your roof. We'll take over all responsibility for leak calls, any leak calls that you might have, any re-roof projects that you might have, and we do it on a nationwide footprint. 
So no matter where the roof is in the United States, we'll help you service that roof and take care of the roof, re-roof to that roof. We have some large accounts that have multiple properties, you know, like hundreds of properties across the United States. And we're their one call, 24-7, 365 days a year. So uh, that's our deal. And we partner with people. We aren't just a service. We really want to embed ourselves in with the uh, client model of their model and figure out how we best benefit them. Yeah. And I guess on the the back end, you have you have front end partnerships, which you refer to, and it's being that sort of one point of contact. But on the back end, you have a lot of partnerships. How do you decide who to bring in? Yeah, it depends on the, it depends on the type of roof it is, and depends on um, you know if it's a union, non union. Is it a metal roof? Is it a TPO, EPDM? Who's the best fit for that? You know, we have a full team here uh, from project managers, estimated department safety. Uh, risk management service in the back that help us manage that portfolio for that client and truly embed ourselves with that client. When we have a new client come on board, we assign, if it's a service contract, we'll assign an individual that basically becomes their concierge. So uh, we want to we want to provide that service to them that says, hey, look, you know, we treat you as if you're the only client we have. And that way they build a relationship with that person so that if they have a leak call or they have something needed, they got one person, one point of contact, and they aren't going into a pool that has hundreds. With the digital age, we offer, you know, being able to communicate by email, of course, or through our portal, but also that personal touch. Uh, we've heard of some other firms getting away from that personal touch, you know, of having somebody pick up the phone and answer it. Uh, I think that's a mistake. I think you need that personal touch. People want that personal touch because how many emails do you get a day? Right? A lot, <laughs> a lot right? And uh, to manage that, you know, just manage those emails. We all get that amount of email, but there's nothing, you know, usually if I get more than a couple of emails from someone, I'll pick up the phone or, or walk down the hall and say, hey, what do you need to resolve this? You know, I don't need another email. Uh, it, it, we can resolve it in a few minutes and I may follow up with something, but you know, that personal touch goes a long way. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, um, you, you've been involved in, uh, associations as well. I have, I'm heavily involved with associated builders and contractors of America. And if you're not familiar with them, they are an association, which is one of the largest contracting associations in the United States. I was fortunate enough to go through the committees up through the executive leadership there. And then I was, uh, it's a volunteer position. And I was actually chair of the association in 2019. ABC, Associate Builders and Contractors, represents over 27,000 different companies across the United States of all types, a small, large, everything from excavation contractors to electrical contractors and everything in between. So great memberships. We have uh, three meetings a year, but the connections that you make and the breadth of the what they have to offer is amazing. You know, the training, the education, uh, legislative help if you need it. You know, it, and with my tenure, I still serve on the board at ABC and also chair a committee forum. But that involvement there of having those relationships that I have across the nation. If I have a project somewhere in the Northern California, I need a specific 
subcontractor, I've got relationships where I can pick up the phone and make a call and I can get somebody. That's the great thing about it, is a peer part of it. I also serve on the board of NCCCR, which is a national curriculum that writes the curriculum for the construction industry. So I serve on that board also and uh, enjoy my time there. And, and I've got a passion for training and education of the younger force. You know, that's a, that's a big deal for me. You know, we don't do enough of it. I've got a roofing apprenticeship program now in the industry, which i uh, very proud of, of where we are to date with that. NCCR developed the curriculum and it's rolled out now so that roofers can actually go through a certified apprenticeship training that's recognized by Department of Labor, which is key, you know, to have that piece. We've had it for the mechanical, electrical, plumbers, drinkers, you know, the different ones for that as far as being recognized by the Department of Labor, but never had a true program that's been recognized by the Department of Labor. And now we have. Wow. And for the average company, what should they do to help sort of make things better for people in the construction industry? The pay is great and they need to educate their employees that there's a lot of options out there for training and education to advance because everybody wants a grill plant. I've challenged our HR staff here that, you know, everybody has reviews, you know, semi-annual and annual reviews. Well, in lieu of that, let's ditch that. Let's go to a growth plan for an employee. What helps that employee get to where they want to be? What does success look like for the younger generation right now that's coming into the construction industry? What does success in your mind looks like for you? And make a growth plan exactly for that person. The review stuff, you can have that. But let's not focus on, on that. Let's focus on what's going to help you grow. Because that's what they want to hear about, is what's my next step? What's my next, where can I go from here? I don't want to be stuck in just doing, answering a phone. I don't want to be stuck in just doing that. Where, do I, where can I grow? And what are you going to provide me on education and training? That's what we're doing, is we want to kind of mix the market up a little bit. Yeah, no, that's very nice. You've been in construction for a long time. When someone that's sort of new to the industry or considering the industry asks you about the industry, what what sort of things do you tell them? I tell them that you're into a great industry that uh, is going to provide a great career. It's going to provide a great mechanism for you to make some really good money at. Personally, you're going to be satisfied every day. You know, and what I mean by that is that, you know, we like to see something accomplished when we do our work and look back on it and say, I had a part in that. You know, people want to be a part of something. And so we want to, I tell younger people coming into the industry that now is a great time to enter the industry right now because people need people that are committed, focused, and want to have a future in, for themselves. And uh, you can um, do very well in the construction industry right now, very well, financially. And, you know, as the mental health aspect also is another thing. You don't want to go into a job and just stand behind a counter collecting money for a product or for a service. That would drive me crazy to know that that's the only thing I had to look forward to is opening the cash drawer and putting money into it, right? And having to deal with that all day long. I like the challenge. I like the, the variety. You're going to get a lot of variety in the construction industry. 
But uh, I tell you, it's no greater industry. Have a love for it, and uh, it's done very well for me. Yeah, wonderful. Now, um, you touched on this a little bit, but what would you tell uh, someone that's looking to try to become a better leader? You know, you've been in lots of leadership positions. So what lessons or sort of advice do you have for that? You know, the patience is one. Uh, you deal with, as you become a leader, you have other individuals that are going to report up to you. So you got to have patience because you're dealing with people. You need to have you know, sometimes you have to be a counselor, <laughs> you know, and sometimes you have to be uh, that dad figure, I, I call it, once in a while. And uh, be honest and open with individuals and help them grow. Uh, you know, when you need to have those difficult conversations, don't shy away from them. A lot of people shy away from difficult conversations. Uh, people appreciate it when you have those difficult conversations in a respectful manner. And be able to tell them, say, hey, look, this is where this is what's happening right now. And this is a perception. Right. So what we need to do is we need to remove the perception. OK, that you're doing this, 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 or you're failing with this, this, this. And I'm going to help you do that. And here's how we're going to do it. Now, it's up to you whether you do it. And if you don't do it, what happens? Right. You choose not to be here anymore. So. Help me help you. And I'm going to give you every opportunity to change and turn it around. And uh, I'm going to work with you one-on-one. -on -one. I've done that many times with individuals. But you got to have the patience for it. You can't get, um, you know, it's unfortunate. And I, I hear of some leaders out there in the industry, just of recent, that are losing some employees. And so when I, and they've come to us and ask if there's any open positions. And they say, I can't work for the guy anymore. All he does is yell and scream. That didn't get you anywhere. Yellers and screamers, we are not. That's not the way to. That's not the way people need to be treated. Uh, I want to. I want people to feel safe when they come to work. I want them to have a good environment to work in. You know, something that they're appreciated for. Yeah, well said. And um, Tony, is there anything that I did not ask you, but you wanted to share? The only thing I would share is is that. It's exciting times right now, and we have a shortfall for educating young people to come into the industry, the construction industry. I've spoke to many a young uh, organization as far as a lot of people out there in the audience, and I've told them, I said, guys, I said, construction has so many opportunities. Don't think of it as just coming in and working with your hands. I need architects. We need engineers. We need attorneys. We need uh, people that, uh, counselors, who would have ever thought you would have a certified counselor on staff, right? Who would have ever thought that you'd have safety personnel? Who would have ever thought you'd have one to two IT employees on staff, right? Who would have ever thought that I would have somebody in the back doing strategic initiatives, working with artificial intelligence for roofing right now? So don't think of us as just working with our hands up on a roof all the time. There are plenty of opportunities to work in the industry. And there's ways that we can help you and educate you to make it a career long for you. Well, well said, Tony. Thank you for sharing your story and advice. You bet. Good to visit with you. Thank you for listening to the Specified Growth Podcast today. Make sure you check out youtube.com forward slash 
Tats Talks for video of today's podcast. Hit the subscribe button for upcoming episodes. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.